Hi there, I'm JoLynn McCarthy and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. Each week, Two Question Tuesday answers randomly picked questions submitted by our clients. Answering this week's questions, we have with us Philip D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focus Wealth Management, and Mike Pisani, Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, JoLynn. Okay, Phil, our first question is from Billy in Florida. What do you think of the news that the FDA is pausing the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? And what do you think this means for the market? Yeah, uh, you know, a bit of a shocking news story out this morning, although, you know, really kind of in line with AstraZeneca's uh, drug. Uh, out of an abundance of caution, according to the FDA, they've uh, put a halt on, on Johnson & Johnson's vaccine uh, for COVID. Um, but if you look at the data, about 4.85 million shots administered, and you really have six cases of blood clots, uh, particularly in women uh, between the ages of like uh 13 uh, through 18, I believe. So it's in a, in a very small segment uh, who also coincidentally uh, have low uh, blood platelet counts. Uh, but, you know, uh, we want to make sure that this doesn't turn into an AstraZeneca type of an affair. Fortunately, uh, most of the vaccines uh, being given in the U.S. are through Moderna and Pfizer. Uh, so that is good news. Will this delay uh, the reopening, the reopening trade uh, that that's been on in the markets. Um, I don't think so. You know, I'm I'm actually uh, pretty surprised how far we've gotten along through this uh, without having any adverse side effects to any of these vaccines. Um, but you really look at at our country and our economy and and how you know we're 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 really uh, over a third uh, vaccinated right now. Uh, and then you look at the larger countries uh, out there globally, especially uh, in the emerging markets. You look at India. You look at Brazil, the new variants going around the UK uh, and, and parts of Europe, and uh, you know we're really in a strong spot. So I would expect you'd have some bumps in the road as you're you're getting towards vaccinating your your public. I think we're very fortunate that it is in the small segment, and you know I think the FDA has moved quickly out of an abundance of caution, which is pretty good. And I think that uh, you know J and J's vaccine does seem a little bit different than the Pfizer and the Moderna, and that it's actually using the live virus. Um, more like uh, AstraZeneca's. So um, I think that it's not one of the big two that that really uh, helped most of us. And um, we'll get past this. And I think as time goes on, they'll ramp up production of Pfizer and, and Moderna. You can actually see in Pfizer's stock this morning uh, that anticipation uh, moving that company uh, a little bit. So um this stuff is going to happen, unfortunately. And uh, again, on a on a four point eight five million dollar base, uh, four point eight five million people baseline, uh, six is is it stinks, but it's it's not that bad. So, yeah, it's really one of those things that you can't ignore because of the human capital. But we came out with these vaccines so fast. You have to imagine that there's going to be some adverse side effects associated with them. I think it's a bigger negative globally because over the weekend. Absolutely. Over the weekend, China actually finally came out and admitted um, the efficacy of their vaccine isn't what they originally thought, and it's not necessarily as high. Between um, the number of people that we've now vaccinated and the people who have already had COVID, we're getting upwards maybe above 50% right now. So, I, I mean, when you look at our futures this morning, they're really not impacted nearly as much as they would have been maybe uh, four or five months ago if this news came out. 
And the plan is basically to get everybody in the United States vaccinated. And if you look at our rate of vaccinations, it's so much higher than almost every other country with the alone exception of Israel. Per 100 people, Israel's actually over 100 percent. So our, our plan is to ship our vaccines internationally once we get the United States population vaccinated. And this is going to delay that happening more. So I think it's going to delay the global recovery more than it delays anything in the United States. Yeah, it really seems that. like... And think about the effect on the U.S. economy compared to the global economy, right? Like, you know, coming into last year, everyone was talking emerging markets uh, and we know the dollar was weakened, uh, you know, for, for a point there. Um, but you really have to think your global exposure here, what's going on in Europe is going on in Europe. What's happening in, in you know, the emerging markets is happening there, right? Uh, this is going to put a damper on those growth aspects and forecasts. Yep, yep totally. All right, Sorry, we're not doctors, we're finance guys. <laughs> okay, Mike, our next question is from Frank in New York. Do you think any potential change to the corporate tax rate could hurt the market? Yeah, it's definitely going to have some impact on the market. Any increase in taxes across the board is a negative liquidity event. So it's basically money sucked out of the economy. And in this case, it's potentially sucked out of earnings and profits for individual companies. Now, the one thing to really consider and to look back uh, the 2008 ta or 2018 tax cuts, probably the estimates were it added about 10% to aggregate bottom line earnings for the S&P 500. So uh, it really is going to depend on how high that aggregate tax rate goes in terms of profitability and how much trickles down into the bottom line earnings. The interesting part about this is we're now getting close to a period where we're entering earnings season. Uh, the banks are going to start reporting in the back half of this week. Um, the numbers for this season are going to be incredibly strong. Um, going into the fourth quarter, we actually saw 7% year-over-year earnings growth, but we weren't comping against COVID yet at that time period. Now, FactSet is estimating about 25% year-over-year earnings growth. It's largely because, again, we mentioned this in the past, we shut the economy down and now a lot of companies, their margins have expanded and we're seeing some reacceleration in activity that's going on in the underlying economy. So what's really going to be more important is where corporate guidance is, because I think everybody knows that uh, this quarter is going to be very strong when it pertains to the aggregate bottom line earnings number. It's really where companies see this going. And as the economy continues to reopen more, it's, it, it's likely that we're going to see some positive guidance from a lot of these companies. And it, the real key is whether the expectation is fully priced in or not for what this reopening is actually going to look like. Um, when you accompany the reopening with the prospect of uh, hiking corporate taxes, it just grays the reality of what we're looking at a little bit more. There's more uncertainty associated with it. And the fact of the matter is not a lot of companies pay taxes anyway. Most companies drive their aggregate tax rate down to almost nothing. I think Amazon and a lot of the big tech companies, which generate a really high percentage of the earnings for S&P 500, their aggregate tax rate is incredibly low anyway. So it's going to have a negative impact on the economy. Um, it's probably actually going to impact the segments of the market that are seeing the largest reacceleration in earnings growth because yeah. they actually do pay a higher aggregate rate of taxes than the companies that benefited more from COVID. So um, I definitely think it's going to be some type of a negative. It's, it, it's hard to impact how material it's going to be. I don't think it's going to basically erase 
the 10% that we added in the tax cuts, but I think it might be like a negative five to 7% type of number, depending on where that rate goes. What do you think? Yeah, Bill? it's going to be a, st- a stiff headwind. Um, I, you know, to your point earlier too, uh, I think when, when you look out, um, it's the timing of this. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think the timing of this is incredible trick, incredibly tricky. Um, you know, if the economy just gets back to reacceleration here, uh, you don't want to put that on as you, you poured everything to get the economy back going. And then you're really going to put on the brakes with a corporate tax, you know, hike here. So, you know, I, I hope that uh, caution prevails and that it's less rather than more, um, you know, maybe with some creative, you know, other other ways around it than, than just slapping a heavy corporate tax to kind of make up for the infrastructure package is what we're hearing. Right. So, uh, this is a this is a tough time period, um, but you're right. It's I would think a five to seven percent uh, you know headwind would be appropriate uh, compared to the ten percent liftoff we saw you know a few years ago when it was passed. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you for answering this week's two questions. If you have a question you'd like to submit, please email us at jmccarthy at focusedwealthmgmt.com. Stay safe, and we will see you next week.